0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Candidate Conversations by the National Board. I'm your host, Danielle Brown. I'm an NBCT and currently the Senior Manager of Candidate Experience with the National Board. I am so excited to bring this podcast to you, where I will be speaking with candidates from across the country about their National Board journey to hear their perspectives on the process. In our very first episode, We have a very special guest for you. Her name is Kiki Powell. She's the national board candidate in Texas. She has over 21,000 Instagram followers. She is engaging, excitable. I've had a great conversation. Now let's hear from Kiki. Kiki, thank you so much for being on our Candidate Conversations podcast. And I'm calling you Kiki because I know who you are, but can you just get us started with a little bit of an introduction about Who you are? Maybe what grade level you teach? Um, obviously you're a National Board Certified candidate. So whatever floats your boat. How to introduce yourself? So,
1: aloha everyone. I am Kiki Powell. I teach second grade, and I am in my ninth year of teaching. And second grade is just my comfort. It's my jam. I just love that age and. I've taught grades second through fifth, and I just realized those seven and eight-year-olds are my go-to people.
0: I totally get that. When I tell people that, like, my go-to age group was kindergarten, everyone's like, wait, what? Like, that's what you did for your career? Yes, very much so. Because when you know, you know, I feel. Yes.
1: And kinder. I love those kinder teachers. They have more patience than second grade teachers.
0: (laughs) We all have our niche, right? Like there's always something for somebody. Uh, but yeah, I would go back and do kinder in a heartbeat, I think. That's there's awesome. No questions, asked. no questions asked. So you shared a little bit about who you are, what you teach. Um, Just to kind of get the ball rolling, I wonder if you can share like a fun fact about you, maybe a favorite pizza topping, Um, if your life outside of teaching was a movie genre what would it be or even like maybe a fictional character you might invite to a dinner party and why
1: oh man my favorite pizza topping I'm so basic I'm a simple pepperoni person don't add any other toppings I'm (laughs) like a child I think because we have so many pizza parties with kids I just got so used to it my, if I do it a favorite movie genre, mine would be like thrill-seeking. I feel like there's always something going on. And as teachers, we adapt to every situation, no matter how crazy it is. This is totally off topic. But today, my next-door neighbor in my classroom interrupted, and she said, hey, I need to come to your class. I'm like, absolutely, bring them all over. Someone had vomited on the floor today, and no one claimed it like it was there. And she said, whose is this? I need to send you to the nurse. And the crickets. And so they all had to evacuate the room. So they came into my class. We adapted. We all learned science together. And back to thrill seeking. You never know what you're going to get every single day.
0: (laughs) I love that picture that you painted, because I think that is exactly what teaching looks like and I think especially teaching in like the early grade levels um because I have a very similar story it wasn't vomit it was another holy thing and we were getting in <laughs> line for recess and it was on the floor and it looked like a rabbit had left a treat behind and I was like we don't have pets in this classroom so I'm like is someone sick you know did something fall down in your sock like how can this brown help you no one no one fessed up to it then you walk down the hallway and just little little presents all along the way. So yeah, I had to have my, my my, class go see another classroom so we could have some hazmat cleanup. But those so are the things that are happening in elementary classrooms. Absolutely. So thrill seeking. I like it. Day in the life. <laughs> Day in the life of a teacher, the thrill seeker. I love it. So before we like get into the content of this conversation, one, I just want to say thank you to you for being willing to share about your process and your experience. Candidate conversations are something that are new this year. We typically talk to people who are already board certified. And while there's so much value there, I personally believe that there's value too within talking to candidates. What's your experience? like? What brought you to this? Um, what did you expect or not expect? And so Thank you for being willing to take this journey. And I'm being really intentional on in calling it a journey because Miss Powell will be with us for the whole season. We're gonna check in often, um, see where she's at in her process, what she's feeling, words of advice. So we'll hear from Kiki a few more times um, as we get to learn more about her as she goes through candidacy. Um, also hear back from her after score release. Yay! Yeah, I like that <laughs> I I uh, submitted my maintenance certificate this last year, so also waiting on. Awesome, go girl! And had some friends who were like, "Okay, so like we're gonna we're gonna celebrate, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's the intention. That's what I'm going to put out there." So happy that you'll be on this journey with us. Happy that we'll be able to have some conversation along the way. And so I think, like the very first thing, I'm curious about. Like before we talk about the candidacy aspect of this, what brought you to teaching in the first place?
1: So growing up, I always were, I was going to summer camps all the time. So I started when I was 10 and there was a camp right down the road. And I actually grew up at this camp. I ended up going there for about 12 years out of my life after camp. um, It was my first job. I was working there through high school, and then I would actually come back from college and work in the summers. And then it kind of dawned on me when I went to college that, you know, maybe I should try going into elementary education. I like being with kids. And the summer camp was overnight. So you would drop off your child at Sunday and pick them up Saturday morning. And so I just loved making the connection with kids. I learned how to um, help them not miss home. Because a lot of the parents wanted a week off from their child. And then our job is to make it like the best week of their life. And when I started going to teaching, I felt like all the fun things I'm doing at camp just went hand in hand. Those are my attention getters till this day. If I need a go-to game, I can easily just play a quick camp game. I have a bunch of songs and we sang every day for any reason and I think that's kind of what molded me and then a lot of people that I went to camp with are all teachers which is funny because when we go to camp we don't even think about you know oh when I go to college I'm going to be a second grade teacher we just think oh I'm going to this college and it's going to be the best time ever so that's where it led from.
0: Wow so just to clarify a lot of the people that you were doing camp counseling with are actually teachers like to this day yeah wow what a full circle experience and one that obviously you were impacted by as a child and then to like give back and continue to give back and to then to decide like this is a skill set and knowledge base that can translate to teaching and following through with that that is really really cool and I think very unique in your story for sure
1: Yeah, and when I lived in um, Bernie, which is two hours from where I am now, every Wednesday, everyone who went to camp together, we would actually have family dinners. So it would be really cool because we would all go and support one another and talk about our fun stories.
0: Okay, so I guess a follow-up question is, are there other camp counselors turned teachers who are also going through this process with you? No. All right. I've
1: tried. That's my goal, to get all of my friends on board (laughs) with me.
0: So when we check back in in a couple months, we'll be like, "Hey Kiki, how's the cohort of camp counselor turned teacher coming along?" No pressure there. There's no pressure. Be awesome. <laughs> um. So with that, I guess it's a great segue to what brought you to board certification. Your teaching story seems like really clear. Like you saw that you had the passion and the skill set to do this work, so you went into teaching. And then, what made you think, especially at this point in your career? Um, Board certification is something that
1: you wanted to pursue? So, in Hawaii, I've always heard about it and I've heard like the lingo when you say NBCT and all that fun jazz. But I feel like I'm kind of a baby and a toddler. Like, I need someone to walk me through it. And so, I never had anyone in Hawaii to have a course for offering the teachers. And then, when I moved to Texas, my first district was Bernie ISD, and they didn't have anyone as well. And then when I got into Hayes, they were like opening up a brand new cohort. Literally, it said help you step by step to help you become <laughs> nationally board certified. That's literally what I needed. But the cherry on top was when I went to ISTE in 2022 in the summer, mm-hmm. I got to meet um, Juliana Oberte, our national teacher of the year. And she was kind of the cherry on top because I I asked her about it. I'm like, Hey, I want to pursue this, you know, help me guide me. What should I do? And so she kind of gave me her words of wisdom. And if you've ever heard her speak, OMG, she is empowering. She is the coolest person that you could ever meet in your teaching career. And I just felt so motivated and excited. And then once I got into my Hayes cohort, I was like, this is great. I have someone literally holding my hand, telling me exactly what I need to do. And then I took another refresher this past summer and it was another like step-by-step refreshing my brain, everything that I need. And that's kind of where I was like, okay, I have the resources, got to set the time aside and get going.
0: I love that. I appreciate how you went into this kind of knowing what you needed, right? I think that's one of the important things throughout candidacy um, is to really think through like what supports I need, who do I need to collaborate with? And I also just think it's so beautiful that you were empowered by the teacher of the year, nationally, no less, but at like a tech conference, right? And so like, there's all these different layers. So I think who you are as an educator and how that passion translates through what you're doing as your own candidate, and you know, building that cohort of counselor-turned teachers. I'm gonna keep pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll
1: happen one day. It's an one day. Existence. There you go. One day.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like you've had some different teaching experiences, and so in your cohort now, um, you're explaining how helpful it was to have like really, you know, clear next steps and what to do. So I'm curious as you're going through this process. What um are you learning about your teaching, your community, your students? Um, I'm always so curious when to hear what candidates have to say to that.
1: I think for me, whenever I'm teaching something, I always stop and I'll say, why do we need to know this? Can oh. someone tell me why? And so that way they're thinking, I don't know, if they're in our local grocery store, they can make a moment and be like, this is why Miss Powell taught me this. This is why I need to know a number line if I'm measuring. We're doing comparing and ordered numbers right now. Like really, why? And so that way, whenever I'm typing about it in my commentary, I can say they're under they're grasping the real world context because that's at the end of the day we want them to be successful when we're not around when they're being independent because then they are really utilizing what we are teaching them and so just having that reflection and it could be literally in the middle of my conversation i'll be like this is a great lesson and i'll know i'll be like i have a pause moment hold on let's answer this question and then we'll keep moving forward and they laugh at me because they know oh miss powell she's on a roll we feel it like they know when i'm so excited and passionate about it i just go on
0: Hey, well, it's such a great model of what reflection can look like. And you're modeling that for your students. And you said a word that I try to use when I think about board certification. And I specifically work with early career educators. So like here's one through four-ish. Um, it's that moment of pause. I think sometimes as educators, we don't always feel, you know, the empowerment to be like, wait, I can pause for a second and reflect on this and so being able to show your students that is also so powerful that everything isn't always such an urgent thing to get to yeah and that by pausing you're actually diving deeper you're making connections and so thank you for being that model for your students it's fun okay so we're gonna we're gonna get real serious right now not too serious no worries but before we hopped on this call mind you this is september you're like, hey, I have two more meetings after you. You've taught a full day. You're going through this process. You're having this conversation with me. And we often hear from candidates, no matter where they are in their journey, that the process requires, I'm gonna use air quotes, a lot, right? Because a lot means a lot of different things to different people. So I'm curious, what are strategies that you've used to balance like teaching, the certification process, the fact that you have a personal life and other like passions and things outside of work. So my desk literally is huge. I ha-
1: literally have every, I know people can actually see it. I literally have <laughs> I can't. everything. I- oh my gosh like here's my national board plan here (laughs) is my next thing I'm working with epic book creator and wakelet here's the thing I'm in so many different things and so whenever I have a meeting I'm always looking at it thinking okay I Mm -hmm. have this this and this I need to accomplish and you can't really see it but right here with this finger that actually is my goals so it has my goals every single day so I can reflect on it and how I want to perceive myself to accomplish I have a very supportive family a very supportive boyfriend he knows like all right Miss Powell is busy till 7 p.m. tonight, so I know (laughs) I cannot bother her. And so I keep myself organized with my planner. Planners are my jam. I have a binder for every single thing I'm a part of. And for me, it is my, like, I love it. Like, I live for this stuff. Teaching is my happy spot. I get so excited. Today, I was strawberry at school today because today was wear something you love. And I love strawberry flavored everything. And I took my school picture and my strawberry costume. So I cannot wait till I get it and show my parents. Like, look, mom and dad, look what I did. And so... You have to find what makes you you and roll with it. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, like this, I don't feel burnt out from it because I just get excited. And I'm always thinking, like, what's next? We have Hispanic Heritage Month. I have this here. I know I need to laminate it and get it going. (laughs) But, like, this is, it makes me happy and excited. So my best advice would be to, I know everyone's not like me, like, gung-ho, want to keep doing everything set time for yourself on the things that you love to do and you can turn it off. Some mm. days, some days, in, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are purposefully I built all my meetings in Monday and Friday are my me days. I won't take meetings on those days. It's more family time. And then weekends, I love to go eat. I go and try new places. That's why I'm not skinny. <laughs> I'm, you know, I will, yelp different places because that's just my jam but you just have to find what works for you and not compare yourself because we are all really great teachers and we all have something to add to one another and just know that what you're doing is making a difference
0: Mm -hmm. I just want to sit with that for a second because you said two things that are resonating with me one you have to find out like who you are and do what's right for you and two you didn't say this when so I'm ad living. like do it unapologetically, right? Like the fact that you hold space Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, cool. I'll meet, I'll do these conversations Monday, Friday, that's time for me. Um, and though everyone can't see your wall, I'm going to verbally attest, she is very organized. But again, like that's what works best for you. And yeah. so it's like finding our organizational styles, I guess, for our own yeah. self. Um, and the fact that you said, I don't feel burnt out by this. Oftentimes we hear from candidates like, oh, it's just like so much writing and reflecting. And I don't know if I can find the time or make the time. And I think when you're intentional in the way that you are to include yelping and enjoying that good, good food in Texas on the weekends. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm here for it. I think that helps the process feel manageable because yeah. would you agree that like, while there is a process and there's written commentary and there's writing and recording, it really is your work, but just magnified or reflected on, or do you feel like it's like one more thing that you're doing as you're going through the process?
1: I feel like it's just more of reflecting on what you're already doing. And then sometimes it's just hard to put in words and you you realize what you write is actually things that you're just already saying, but you don't realize it. And then you connect two and two together and, You always have to remember you're working to set yourself up for a better future for Mm. you and your
0: community and your students. Yes, I appreciate that. And especially the thought of you saying how you're writing the things that you're already saying, but you don't realize it. I had a coach when I was going through the process who was like trying to coach me to like be clear about something in my writing. And I said to her, well, all kindergarten teachers do that. And I will never forget how she stared at me. And she said, no, Danielle. They don't. You do that. And you do that because what? And I was like, psh, mind blown. Like, because I know my students, I know their needs. Like, it was yeah. so enlightening to just get it out and have someone ask the question, like, why? How do you know? And to your point, like, not to make the assumption that it's just like something that everyone's doing. Oh, oh my gosh, I could have this conversation all day. You're the right person for this journey, Kiki. I- <laughs> So it's much. fun. It is so fun. So, you shared about your cohort that you're going through with your school. And I'm wondering, like, what are opportunities you've had for collaboration, whether it's like with other educators or mentors that have helped you as you've continued through this process? So,
1: in our cohort, we actually have, we had about 12. I'll say about 16 last year, okay. and then we made it all the way down to four. And so one submitted, and then you no know, two people submitted. Now there's two of us now. And so we actually meet once a month and we just talk. We update with any things in the district, we can share ideas. Our cohort leader is Dr. Asme. She's part of the Texas MBCT coalition, and she's amazing. And I feel very empowered and inspired by her. And she's always very uplifting and everything. And I got to go to the Texas National Board Conference that we had here this past February. So that was great to hear from people's journeys. It was geared to both people that have already completed it and for candidates. And so it was unique to talk to different people and say, hey, Mm -hmm. how did you do on component two? Like, do you have advice? And then walking through the rubrics was very helpful and pairing the different questions to the different. Um, and how you can respond to the standards how all of it can all align just picking people's brains is so helpful and people don't realize that no matter what you're sharing it's going to be helpful whether you think it's not helpful or not (laughs) so yeah it's been nice being able to just bounce ideas from people
0: yeah and I love how you share like getting that perspective from either candidates or like people who are going through the process with you, whether it's that one-on-one conversation with your cohort member, but also like hearing from NBCTs who've already had the experience, mm-hmm. and, like how that can help guide and support you. So as we run out our conversation, I want to end with two things. One, I think it's so important to like, obviously reflect, this is this whole process, but like reflect on where you've been and where you're at now. So one question I'll ask is, what's a point of pride you might have in your candidate journey from then to now? And then a follow-up to that would be, what are you going to be working on and next until we have a next chat, which is like sometime in November?
1: So one pride moment I have is that I have not given up. This is my year two, me and a candidate. I feel like last year I was just getting my feet wet and just still understanding things. And now I feel like I'm ready to, well I am getting my feet more (laughs) further in and something that I'm going to work on next is my goal is to work on half by the next time we meet have half of c4 component 4 and component 2 done so I have a lot of work to put in and I have a mentor who's awesome and she knows that Kiki
0: will message me when she's ready (laughs) I love that and I love that you have that relationship that you can work and then engage when you're ready to engage. So Kiki, I'm so thankful that we get to have these conversations and I'm happy that you're the person that I get to do this with. And as we end this conversation for this time, before we check in again, I wonder if there's any like last minute things you want to share. I don't think we share, but you are on social media. Yeah. Doing really cool things. So if you feel so inclined, uh, where can people find you if they want to watch your journey?
1: If you'd like to watch my journey, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Miss Pal Teaches. You'll find my crazy costumes, some jokes of the day, and just anything that is, you know, something to help you in the classroom. It's more of my positive, uplifting things because I want teachers to see there are little, there's still like great moments happening as well.
0: Well, thank you, Kiki. I appreciate your time so much. Um, I can't wait to chat with you in November and see where you are and what you've learned and where you're at in this whole process. But I appreciate your time and just so excited um, to talk with you in November. Sounds good, All right.